0: You're listening to the Dungeons, Dragons, and Psychology Podcast. A well-crafted pantheon can enrich your game world, providing a rich tapestry of gods, goddesses, and divine entities that influence every aspect of your player's adventures. But crafting a pantheon is no small endeavor— It's a task that requires careful thought, creativity, and a deep understanding of the dynamics that shape the belief systems of your campaign world. I'm Robert Walker, author of Session Zero, the DMG to writing great campaigns in any system. And this is my show where I teach collaborative storytellers how to have more immersive campaigns using psychology. And today we are going to embark on a journey through the realm of imagination and creation as we delve into the intricate art of crafting your own pantheon in the world of tabletop role-playing games. Crafting a pantheon is sort of like weaving a cosmic tapestry, one that intricately interlaces the very fabric of your campaign world. But before you embark on this divine endeavor, let's lay the groundwork, a divine blueprint, if you will, for crafting gods, goddesses, and divine entities that are going to shape the destiny of your realm. Imagine your pantheon as the guiding ethos of your world. Are you inclined toward benevolent deities who nurture mortals, or malevolent gods who revel in chaos, or perhaps a pantheon that strikes a balance between light and shadow? Delve deep into the theme and tone that is going to set the overarching mood of your pantheon. Will your pantheon draw inspiration from mythologies of old, cultural elements, or will it emerge as a wholly original creation? These are the things you need to start asking yourself, and starting with theme and tone are very good beginning points. Next, let's consider the cosmic balance. In the cosmic dance of your pantheon, consider the dualities that drive its existence. Are there gods of light and darkness, each holding sway over their domains? Does the equilibrium shift with the passing of epochs, igniting divine conflicts or nurturing divine harmony? The balance, or the imbalance possibly, of these forces will shape the very essence of your campaign world. So it's very important to consider how that balance looks. And then the influence on the world. You should contemplate the reach of your pantheon's divine influence. Do the gods walk among mortals, for example? Are they guiding their actions, or do they remain aloof and distant and enigmatic, only glimpsed through the tapestry of dreams and visions, perhaps? How do the gods interact with your world? It's when you answer that question, it'll ripple through history and, and impact the lives of all those who call your campaign world. What is their interaction with mortals? In the world that you forge, mortals will look to the divine for answers. They'll look for them to them for guidance and salvation. Clerics, paladins, other fervent worshipers will channel the power of those gods in their quests. So you have to consider the fervor of these interactions. Are there grand cathedrals dedicated to the Pantheon, or humble shrines hidden amidst ancient forests? And how do these interactions influence the social fabric, the political landscape, and even the soul of your world? Take some time first to develop this divine blueprint, and when you have it firmly in hand, when you've got a good grasp on it, then we're going to move on to uh, weaving deities with unique domains and passions and motivations. So that blueprint gets established, and then we sculpt the essence of the pantheon, the gods and goddesses themselves. So these are the celestial beings that are becoming the focal point of belief and worship and even mythos in your campaign world. So let's look at intricacies of creation with some detail. First, domains and portfolios. Each deity within your pantheon should have a distinct domain or a portfolio over which they hold dominion. What is their area of dominion? These domains are the fundamental aspects of existence and they reflect the deity's essence and influence and the way they connect with the world. If you're playing a 3.5 base game or a 20 base game or even the newer ones, most deities are listed with domains in the that have already been created and you can see for your pantheon what sort of domains you might want to have but they're very important for like clerics have domain spells and things like that so if you're creating it for a game that utilizes those rules you need to make sure those things are in place so consider carefully what aspects of mortal life and the cosmos each god or goddess governs It could be a god of nature responsible for forests, animals, the changing of the seasons, or a goddess of wisdom holding sway over knowledge and magic and intellectual pursuits. And then you need to identify their personalities, delve deep into their motivations and personalities of of each of your divine beings. Beyond their domains, what quirks and virtues, what vices and idiosyncrasies make each deity unique? Are they benevolent protectors? or nurturing mothers, or do they care about the world and its inhabitants at all? Are they capricious tricksters, delighting in mischief and chaos? Perhaps uh, their motives are known only to them and revealed in cryptic ways, but understanding their personalities is pivotal. It'll guide you through their interactions with mortals, through one another, how they interact, and the very fabric of your world. And then there's relationships. You need to consider the relationships that bind the divine cast together. Are there alliances? Are there rivalries? Familial connections? Divine connections can spark conflicts and intrigue and very complex narratives within the world. For example, a sibling rivalry between gods with a history of power struggles could add layers of depth to your world's mythology. And next, think of symbols and iconography— As your gods and goddesses take shape, so too should their symbols, sacred animals, iconic imagery. These things serve as visual and thematic representations of the deities and should be embedded into the tapestry of your world. If you think of a blazing sun as a symbol of the god of light and life, or a coiled serpent around a staff as the emblem of a deity of healing and wisdom. As your pantheon continues to take shape, The next layer of depth to explore is practices, uh, rituals, religious traditions that connect mortals to the divine counterparts. These religious facets breathe life into the worshippers and societies and the cultures of your campaign world. So let's look at an exploration of these aspects. First, let's talk about places of worship. The divine presence demands physical spaces where mortals can pay homage, seek guidance, and connect with the deities. So describe and figure out the places of worship that are going to be dedicated to your pantheon, from grand cathedrals adorned with towering spires to humble shrines hidden in a forest, like we mentioned. Each sacred space should reflect the nature and disposition of the deity that it venerates. So, for example, a god of war might have a colossal, imposing temple, while a goddess of healing might be honored in a tranquil, serene garden then think of religious factions or sects. The diverse interpretations of your Pantheon's teachings can lead to the formation of religious factions. So explore differing beliefs and practices and goals of each faction, and do they interpret the Pantheon's will in unique ways, leading to theological debates or even schisms within the faith, these factions can provide a lot of plot hooks and conflicts for your campaign. Next, look at rituals and ceremonies. They serve as the spiritual core of your pantheon's worship. So, craft these sacred observances with care, but remember to incorporate with them uh, a religious calendar. Describe the intricate steps of prayers and offerings. Uh, what are the rituals for births, for weddings and funerals, and any other rites of passage that you want to consider. These ceremonies can become pivotal moments in your campaign, so offering opportunities for player involvement and moral choices and divine interventions through rituals and ceremonies can only be done if you understand what those rituals and ceremonies are. Next, look at holy days and festivals. Your pantheon's influence extends to these sort of things that are going to be celebrated by their followers. So, detail those events with a focus on the significance. What are the customs and tradi- traditions? For example, uh, a festival dedicated to a god of the harvest could involve feasting and music and offering of the season's first fruits. And these celebrations can serve as lively and immersive settings for your campaigns which can offer a taste of the cultural vibrancy within your world. Another thing you might want to think about is pilgrimages. A pilgrimage to a holy site or distant temples are acts of devotion that could be undertaken by the faithful. So you might want to describe the sacred journeys that your worshippers would undertake, what trials might they face, and what blessings might they receive along the way. Pilgrimages can introduce new locations or encounters and quests for your players to explore, which can enrich their connection to the Pantheon. So you want to nurture this connection between mortals and the divine through your places of worship, the factions, the festivals, the pilgrimages, and use those to infuse your campaign world with a very rich tapestry of spirituality and culture. And these aspects will not only shape the societies and civilizations in your world, but they can also give you a ton of storytelling opportunities and ensure that your players are immersed in a living and breathing realm. So after that, after the earthly connections and how the mortals sort of interact and worship the divine, let's look more into the presence of uh, how does your pantheon manifest in the tangible aspects of the campaign world. So let's look at how do they interact and influence the realm one common way of of doing this is through uh their their influence can be palpable through miracles and boons that are granted to their faithful followers consider uh the nature of these divine interventions are they subtle are they going to manifest as fortuitous events or is it worshiped guidance in times of need if you think of D&D one of the boons that a deity gives is spells to its clerics so if you want to have a world and you're using the cleric class this is one of the key boons that you can incorporate is the gift of spellcasting that comes from the divine entity so think of what other awe-inspiring miracles might they have like do they have the ability to heal the terminally ill and only clerics can do this or uh, parting rivers or, or a sea for example and the frequency and magnitude of Deific interventions can vary and shape the perceived power of the Pantheon and how much direct control they have over the world in which your players are playing in. Next, gods can leave behind powerful artifacts, things that are tied to their domains. Divine relics or divine artifacts, they can be legendary items of great significance. So think about the nature and purpose of artifacts if they exist. They might be weapons forged in the divine forges for a war god or maybe an object of enlightenment uh, for a deity of wisdom. But consider how they might be wielded, how they might be sought, or how they could even become the centerpieces of quests for your story. Then look at prophecies and omens. The god's will could be cryptically conveyed through prophecies and omens, uh, enigmatic visions, cryptic dreams, even celestial signs or sightings that foreshadow important events or prophecies. These things can be interpreted in a myriad of ways, which can lead to more quests, moral dilemmas, and opportunities for your players to decipher divine mysteries and become more in tune with what it is that your deities are trying to get them to do. And then uh, the wrath of the gods can be just as potent as their blessings. So think about instances where your pantheon might unleash curses or plagues or any form of divine retribution on the mortal realm. So a cataclysmic event can serve as a climactic point in your campaign, which might force your players to confront the consequences of their actions or undertake epic quests to quell a divine anger that has settled over the land. And then are there any oracles? Are there prophets? They might speak through mortal intermediaries like oracles and prophets, or or uh, they might have a avatar. Like if you think of uh, 3.5, many of the deities had avatar versions that would walk the mortal realm. So describe these individuals who would have unique gifts. Uh, They might have foresight or clairvoyance or some form of insight that comes directly from the deity. And how do they receive that insight? And how are their prophecies interpreted by the faithful? These could be allies to the party, they could be sources of guidance, or they could be even villains who propel the campaign's narrative. You weave all these elements into your campaign world, infuse it with a sense of divine presence and mystique, and the gods become active participants in the unfoldings of your story and the shaping of guiding mortals. Next, let's look at theological conflicts and divine quests. These can add drama and depth and moral ambiguity. Uh, Divine conflicts. Just like mortals clash over beliefs and desires and ambitions, so can your gods. Consider the divine conflicts that might be simmering within the pantheon, and if there's rivalries between deities vying for influence or power or mortal worship, uh, there could be ancient grudges, uh, conflicts of interest, or disputes over the fate of the world. So think of divine struggles and how they can form the backdrop of a campaign or offer opportunities for your players to become embroiled in godly rivalries or even mediate disputes between the gods. And the gods' machinations can involve mortals in other ways too. Quests and adventures that transcend the mortal realm is a great one. You can craft quests born from divine motivations Quests that challenge mortals, your players, to undertake perilous journeys and solve ancient mysteries or or thwart the theme the schemes of another deity, a malevolent one. These quests can be epic arcs of campaigns which steer players towards grand destinies. And honestly, they're one of my favorite things to include as a game gets to be a very high level. I think the divine quests kind of kick off for me like around level twelve or higher uh sometimes around like level 20 or higher the gods are also renowned for their ability to manipulate the mortal realm so consider divine schemes or manipulations that could shape the world's destiny are there gods who would secretly pull the strings of mortal empires or deities who would work in the shadows to further their agenda these plots could introduce a lot of intrigue and espionage and political maneuvering into your campaign it might be really well suited for certain types of campaigns Uh, there's also theological conflicts within the pantheon that can give rise to mortal factions and cults. So explore the idea of religious groups with fervent beliefs and zealous devotion to specific deities or divine ideals. And some of these factions may serve as allies to the players or they might be antagonists, but they could just add another layer of interesting connection between your players and deities. And of course, uh, the last one for this is let's Look at divine morality. The god's influence often raises profound ethical questions. What happens when the god's desires clash with the moral compass of a society or of mortals in general? So, think of scenarios where you are forcing your players to grapple with challenging moral dilemmas. Should they follow divine will, especially if they're a devout follower of a deity, even if it contradicts their own principles? These kind of dilemmas could add a lot of complexity and moral ambiguity to your stories, and that can be a lot of fun to play with. And as we uh, round this out, the last thing I would want to talk about is in looking at the, the farther reaching impact of your pantheon, uh, its impact on history and culture and the essence of your realm. So the god's influence can echo through the annals of history. So consider pivotal events and epoch-defining moments that have shaped uh, or have been shaped by divine intervention or conflict? Were there maybe legendary wars in your world's past that were waged by the gods and scarred the land? Or uh, did divine blessings aid mortal civilizations in their rise to power? The impact of divine intervention or events should be evident in the histories and mythology of your world, which imparts a sense of grandeur and depth and you know, beings that existed long before Uh, and will likely exist long after your campaign. And the Pantheon's belief system uh, will permeate every facet of mortal life, culture, society. So reflect and think about how the gods' worship and teachings have influenced values, art, architecture, and traditions in your campaign world. Are there rival Pantheon faiths or cults that coexist? fostering theological debates, and shaping religious landscapes, the beliefs of your world's inhabitants should reflect the divine tapestry that you've woven. So as you build your cultures and societies, think about all of that. And then over the ages, it's also possible that some gods may have fallen into obscurity. Their temples overgrown, their names whispered only in hushed tones, explore the concept of a forgotten deities or lost lore. These ancient and obscure divinities can be hidden sources of knowledge, or powerful artifacts, or just beings lurking in the shadows waiting to be rediscovered by curious players. And then one thing I will mention is is the gods' deeds and, and legends are not confined to dusty tomes. They can live in the hearts and minds of mortals in your world. So think about how living myths might influence storytelling, or bardic traditions, or epic sagas. Are there renowned bards who sing of the gods' exploits or wandering storytellers who pass down the divine lore through oral traditions? Living myths can breathe life into tales and legends of your world. So what I will leave you with is, through the creation of a Pantheon, which is a very big and daunting task to do it, I would still say that it is very worth it. Some of my very favorite games have been ones that I created my own Pantheon. And it makes it incredibly unique for your players and gives them a a sense of something that is truly real because you put so much thought into it and you understand it. Like You might know the deities in D&D pretty well after years of playing it, but think about how much better you would know them if you had written all of that information yourself. It will be something you are passionate about and you will be able to bring a lot more Power into your story through your divinity and your pantheon. So just to let you know, still on shorter episodes, getting close to the end of my master's degree, only a few weeks left. I'm so excited. Thank you so much for bearing with with me and listening to each episode. Uh, Until then, you can find me on Instagram, dungeons underscore dragons underscore psychology, where you can find a link to the link tree, and you can even join our Patreon to show support for the show and become an official cycloth. As always, my friends, I will see you next session.